1: The Comey Affair? The Russian Hacking Saga? What are they all about? I think I might have cracked the code. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your Libertarian Voice, on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And this is a very uh, joyful Saturday. People are pretty excited that the I-85 bridge has been restored. We may have to christen that the Basil LB Bridge, the Basil LB Overpass, is back up and running, and uh, and people are super excited about it. I know there's still some glitches, lots of traffic, but uh, it's a good thing. It's like a good Mother's Day present. Tomorrow's Mother's Day, and uh, I have to say that. The, my best Mother's Day memory was my first Mother's Day in Atlanta. I had little little kids. I had one of my kids has Down syndrome. He's my oldest, so I had three kids in diapers for like longer than anybody. I had little toddlers, just uh, overwhelming me. So when your kids are little, weekends are not better. And uh, and I really wanted to do something nice for Mother's Day, but my husband, who was probably also overwhelmed in those days. Kind of dropped the ball on that. And we had nothing to do and nowhere to go. So I was thinking, I can't stand in line for two hours waiting for a place to sit down with these little kids. Where on earth could, uh, would not have lines on Mother's Day? I'm like, IHOP? No, IHOP's going to be loaded. Everything. And I had this brilliant uh, idea. Hooters. I thought, who would take their mom to Hooters on Mother's Day? So we went to Hooters on Cobb Parkway. And, of course, it was totally empty, except for a bunch of guys at the bar. And it was awesome, though, because they had plenty of room. There was no waiting. They had balloons, helium balloons everywhere, and Mother's Day desserts. Like, they were totally ready for us. All the waitresses were waiting on us. It was a totally (laughs) great day. I thought it was a great uh, idea on my part. And the the hilarious part, though, was the legacy of that day was that for years after that, my little son, who I think was only four at the time, any time we'd pass the Hooters, he'd, he'd say, Mom, you remember how nice those girls were who worked there? Like, remember, they're just so nice. And, I, and they were super, super nice, but I couldn't help but feel that, like, in his... Even at four years old, his male mind just thought, you know, there's something about those girls I really, really like. (laughs) So so that was the Cobb Parkway uh, Hooters, which I loved. But this year, I think I'm probably going to be around the corner at the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 premiere weekend. That's what what that same kid decided that I would love for Mother's Day was to (laughs) see Guardians of the Galaxy. And I will love it. I will love it. And uh, that is right up my alley. So so we're. I hope you have a great Mother's Day weekend. We are going to have a great show today because so much has been going on in the news this week. And I, I have really been focusing on it and trying to figure out what is truly going on with the Russian hacking, what I consider to be a psyop, a psychological operation, this political theater that we're being exposed to. I think that I have really gotten some amazing insights into what the real objectives of that PSYOP are from like a policy perspective. I picked that stuff up from Clapper and Yates, James Clapper and Sally Yates on Monday, they had a hearing in front of the Senate and I didn't hear anybody talking about what they actually said. And one of the, what I feel they did, and I'm going to play clips of this later on in the show, really uh, develop it for you so you can hear it for yourself. But they highlighted three policy agenda items, They both of them separately. And, and I feel like it was definitely coordinated because these were the kind of re- three items and they repeated them. One was increase federal influence and maybe ultimately control over elections. And then on Friday, Trump put out an executive order that I consider to be the first step in that. Then the second thing was to make sure that people are, quote, educated on what the nature of the news they're reading. So they should be alerted that some of what they're reading could be fake news. So to me, that means there's going to be some way to officially sanction news or indicate to people what news they should and shouldn't believe. I've been seeing that coming for a while. I've written about that. And then the third thing was Clapper called once again for the USIA on steroids. USIA was a Cold War propaganda arm where we went out to foreign countries and tried to present the U.S. in a good light and Russia in a bad light. Not, you know, I understand in the Cold War, we were super, my family, super anti-communist. We loved Radio Free Europe. I think what Clapper is talking about is actually... uh, could be used against us. There's there's some reason to believe that they turn that stuff against us, the domestic audience. So I feel like those are the policy uh, objectives of this Russian hacking PSYOP. But I feel like there are more uh, like this, this theatrical presentation is going to continue and have some real impact. I think we're going to, uh, you know, I almost wonder if it gets down to being as base as the election, the campaign, all the media circus from last year, which I called the election, a reality show. There's like a big hole in, in the mainstream media. There's no circus to televise. So what if special prosecutor season two, you know, whatever, the election season two, the special prosecutor or the impeachment season one, you know, what are we talking about? This new reality show, this new circus event, uh, real or or manufactured is something that that's just going to feed the machine at the most base level, but then there are other things which a circus like that will distract from policies that might otherwise be unpopular, escalating war, for example, or uh, maybe it'll be an excuse for the GOP or a method, a device from the left to keep Trump from uh, instituting any of his campaign promises and maybe he even wants that maybe he doesn't maybe he doesn't uh didn't really mean it you know and this will give him cover i mean i don't know what his complicity in all this is but i do feel like these are some of the things that might come out of such a circus uh and i and i also can't help but feel this continued a crackdown on our rights, the focus on surveillance has shifted from us wanting our privacy to people like Trump and others saying that the government actors are the ones who need their privacy, that surveilling them, eavesdropping on their conversations is like a violation of their privacy. But we should be in favor of that. We want to hear that. They should have to apply specifically on a case-by-case basis to keep things off the record. Uh, and have a good reason for it, because there are agents. If you had a lawyer, you wouldn't want him uh, representing you and then telling you he wasn't going to tell you what he said or did. Like, that's the wrong way of looking at it. And I feel like this Russian hacking thing is going to have a lot of different impacts like that. And and it all started where or I feel like it got new legs. It got its second wind when uh, when Trump fired Comey on Tuesday in a very public way. Ah, uh, the timing felt funny. I personally think there's a great excuse for the timing that nobody's really talking about. Uh, i'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I think about that, but I wanna hear what you think. What do you think the real reason behind the Comey firing was? and uh, and and maybe the method and the timing. I mean, what do you what do you, interpret about it and I'm not asking you to just go down the rabbit hole there are absolutely opposing viewpoints on the left and the right there are so many stories going around out there and it seems like no real investigating so I want to know what you think about what your gut tells you about the the why and when of the Comey firing 404 872 750 1-800-WSB-TALK you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show uh, my producer Binkley here has some Uh, tweets I think on the topic do you have anything on point Binkley on this uh, Comey or the when and why of the Comey firing I do I have one from Quarry, California who tweets that there might not be any real significance to Comey's firing to be honest with you Trump he's an oddball who makes rash decisions and Comey was an asshat who had it coming anyway (laughs) well that certainly covers a couple of the different ideas that I had one Was uh, Well, I should say the possibilities are that it was really that this uh, Hillary, that Hillary email situation was handled poorly by Comey. The left thinks that the uh, Comey was getting too close to connections with Trump on Russia. And uh, some people think that it was just Trump being overly emotional. I think the Trump personality issue or even the personality back and forth here is going to be used to excuse stuff that does have a kind of deep state motive that maybe the shadow governments encouraging certain policies like Syria bombing Syria escalating in Syria that they're going to blame on their kind of. Uh, exaggerating a Trump persona so they can use it to act like he's just a nutcase. You know, nutcase means no motive is an OK explanation, but it's never really an OK okay explanation. There's always a method to the madness. So these are the things I want to explore. It's it's we have three hours we have till six. So I think we're going to do it. But it's quite uh, it's it, there are a lot of nuances here. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at a.m. 750 WSB. 74 degrees outside the studio, a six on the Mellish meter. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. We're talking about the big news of the week, the Comey firing. And uh, I want to also talk a little more broadly about the Russian hacking saga Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. I'm going to Ron in Atlanta. Hi, Ron. You're on with Monica.
2: Hey, Monica. Uh, uh, we have to start connecting the dots here. Uh, now, a couple of weeks before Comey got fired, Hillary Clinton popped out of, crawled out of her hole, and was talking a lot of stuff about the election, about how Comey uh, uh, was part of her not winning. Remember, just a couple of days ago.
1: Yes, now, yes. Right now, before that. Yep. Now she disappeared. You don't hear a peep out of her yeah. now
2: because you know why? Because now she's afraid that her protection is gone. And now he's going to get a new FBI director that's going to look into and uh, reopen her cases. This is nothing but a shadow government, part of Obama. Comey was part of the shadow government of Obama.
1: Hold on, you Ron. Know? i got to correct you two things I, you're giving me here that I think are big. One is that actually I, I think it's interesting what Hillary said, the reason she lost was you know the big outside reason other than her own incompetence or whatever was comey's press conference october 28th which was a result she didn't say this but what that was spurred by anthony weiner's laptop not by the russian hacking the alleged which i don't believe anyway not so she actually completely neutered This whole idea that Russia was the deciding factor—that's one thing. And the second thing is, I think I would uh, say be cautious about calling the Russian, uh, calling the deep state Obama holdovers, because the deep state, the shadow government, in my opinion, rises above parties. But you got 20 seconds. Tell me what else you got.
2: Well, what I got is this is a this is a coup. This is the Republican establishment working along with the Democratic establishment. You know it's the Republicans never back Trump at all. They leave yeah. him out to die. It's the Republic They don't want, they are trying to overthrow Trump. They're working together. Coordinated attack between a Republican party and the Democratic I party. I agree
1: that it's a coordinated attack. I, I think there's a chance that Trump is just playing a role and doesn't know or even care <laughs> how he comes out. He was a wrestling guy. Maybe he doesn't mind being the villain. Uh, Laura, Laura, John, hang on. You're next. Great calls coming up. Or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show, 404-872-0750, 800 WSB Talk. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB I'm your libertarian voice on WSB Saturdays from three to six. And I don't just give you a libertarian slant, libertarian viewpoint or perspective. I have a different view of the news a lot of times because I'm not stuck in the two party, uh, paradigm where uh, my party right or wrong so I see the Comey firing as having these two sides actually coined a term last year the art of ambiguity where they take the media pushes stories does not actually really dig in and give you facts and give you sources and, and tell you the real story try to figure it all out like when you're watching cable news it doesn't it doesn't crack the code for you it actually fosters this kind of either side could be right. So if you read the Wall Street Journal, you feel like Comey was fired because he was incompetent. And uh, Rosenstein, the uh, assistant or a deputy attorney general, wrote a memo to that effect. If you read the New York Times, you're going to be absolutely convinced that Comey was asking for more money and was getting too close to some uh, smoking guns on Russia and the Trump campaign. Uh, I think... I I don't think either of those... I think those are there to create this conflict situation. And one thing that I did not hear coming out of the right at all, but it would be such a simple, easy explanation, would actually probably put an end to all the speculation about the timing. The real thing about the Comey firing is if he got fired right away, people would have understood as soon as Trump took office, but he didn't. So why this week? You know, why? Well, last week, so the Rosenstein memo says uh, Comey people don't emphasize this but it says Comey broke ranks he he thought Loretta on May 3rd in front of the Senate, so two weeks ago whatever, he said he thought Loretta Lynch was not competent or, or she should recuse herself or whatever she was conflicted and he needed to go over her head. Well what he should have done the protocol would be go to Sally Yates who was the deputy Attorney General, but he didn't. He took it into his own hands. So Rod Rosenstein is now the Deputy Attorney General. And on May 3rd, Comey said, I would have done the same thing again. So all Rosenstein would have had to say is, this guy is insubordinate. I cannot do my job because I have the responsibility to exercise that authority. And if I have a subordinate who's going to go over my head, publicly stated that he would, I have to remove that person, whether I like him or not. And that that would have put an end to it, in my opinion. And it's a totally plausible explanation. So why is no, you know, nobody reads it that way. The drama is the whole purpose of this thing, it feels like to me. And there's like another level of the drama, which is I've seen this unrolled during this week, that Trump, now they're per- portraying his persona as off the wall or unpredictable or impulsive or personal. Uh, they have him quoted as saying, comey uh is a showboat and somebody some anonymous source said he heard trump quip which i totally don't believe uh this guy's more famous than me and i'm thinking really okay i don't i don't (laughs) why these unattributed quotes are worth nothing in my opinion so Now I see them creating this persona around Trump, emphasizing his persona, making it bizarre. It goes right into this Nixon-Watergate vibe they're trying to promote. And what it will do is it will allow Trump to do crazy things, to get out of line, to um, try to end-run his cabinet and stuff like that just... He could get so much done, and if you call him like a nut, unpredictable, impulsive, loose cannon, he can do tons of stuff. He can bomb countries, and you never have to follow the money or say, bono," like, who benefits? You never have to look for the motive and find the real shadow government that really pulls the strings if what you're saying is, well, this guy's just a nut job. I mean, it's the classic lone nut, you know, excuse for for all these major events in history or certainly in the 20th century assassinations that clearly had people killed by their enemies. And you just say lone nut and uh, and then the the real actors, the real contractors get away with it. And I think that's part of what's being unfolded here. So let's take some calls, 404-872-0750, 800 wsb Let's get to some tweets. Uh, my producer Binkley is here. Binkley, what do you have by way of tweets? Well, I have a tweet from Michael Ray. He says that if the left's coup is successful, I'm afraid the country will be more violent than you can imagine. What are people to do when their choice gets overturned by covert means? that actually plays in a bit to the call we got before the break from ron saying that this is like uh the republicans and democrats are conspiring against trump he called the shadow government obama holdovers which is not how i've always seen the shadow government and it's certainly not what that word has meant historically what that word means is the government behind the government above and beyond parties and elections and that i think is very real and this idea that that republicans and democrats are in on this circus i agree with that but i haven't dismissed the possibility that trump is in on it too because he does things that really plays into it for example this week of all weeks he had he met with lavrov the foreign minister of russia and for whatever that's like i don't know i don't care i don't actually think there's anything to that russia stuff but he's there with lavrov and for whatever reason, does not allow the U.S. press in the room, but does allow the Russian press. As if he could not trust the U.S. press, but could rely on Russian propaganda to depict the meeting well. I mean, it was just so loaded with implications and the same giant picture of him yucking it up with Lavrov and the other guy, um, Keslinski, I forget his name, but he's the guy who's the center of the sessions recusal and the Flynn firing. Uh, so he's there yucking it up with these guys. Same picture. Wall Street Journal, New York Times. The optics are ridiculous. And people knew that They're, you know, that that isn't an accident. And then later in the week, he tweets, Comey better hope there are no uh, tape recordings of our conversations," Something like that. That's not a direct quote. But that is like a bomb, like it's just lighting a bomb off that plays right into this Nixon idea. And then you get this whole cascade of headlines that say he's paranoid, blah, blah, blah. So uh, I think that we are being uh, given a show and I think there are reasons for it. And I'm going to tell you what I think the reasons are. But I want to hear if you think I'm right or wrong about the show. Oh, what you think is really behind the Comey thing, 404 one 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to John and Flowery Branch. Hi, John. You're on with Monica. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I, uh,
0: I, I look at it I look at it kind of from a business standpoint, that when you have companies that work, and they do something, they build something, and they have like this internal structure, and you make one small change, there's a little bit of revolt. And the larger the change gets, the larger the revolt gets, and the crazier the revolt gets. I mean, it happens in my organization, so I'm not just saying this ambiguously. And it's it's interesting because people who don't want the change, usually they're protecting something that they're failing at or not doing right. So in this case,
1: what do you think is actually happening?
0: Oh, I think that everybody in the government, because like, if you, you, they call some CEOs hatchet men, hatchet men, because they come to companies and they start looking at the numbers and looking at what the processes are. And they say, guess what? You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. We're changing this. We're not doing that anymore. Cause that's really dumb. And then all of a sudden everybody starts going, the, the really good workers start scurrying around and getting in line. Right. They got, they start, Yes. up what they've been doing. Oh, right uh,
1: I see. Yes. And then everybody, yes, else yes.
0: Goes, everybody else goes, we've got to stop this. No. In this meeting, we're going to make up excuses and, not do, and we don't want to do this. And we're going to use the media to fight against this and, you know, all kinds of other things, you know. So I just think America is just this large, gigantic company with many, 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 many departments and a lot of people who have a lot to lose. And somebody's coming in from an outside perspective who have, which is Trump, who has a different interpretation of what's done. so everybody's going, when he sees me doing X, he's going to think Y, Z. But Trump is seeing you do X, and he's thinking A, B, C. That's not right. Okay, so I guess— His perspective scares him.
1: Yeah, and it's not going to be, your interpretation sounds like to me, it's not business as usual. And then there's also, you might have alluded to something I've noticed myself, is this idea of nailing a squirrel to the tree, which is... If the squirrels are in your yard, digging up your yard, whatever, and uh, you want to just do, get rid of the problem, don't just try to kill the squirrels. Just kill one squirrel and nail it to the tree and uh, and everybody else gets scared off. I remember when I was in investment banking, one of my office, my uh, whatever office neighbors would say that. And I thought it was pretty uh, cold, but it could work. I do not think... That's what's going on here. I think that Comey I was absolutely out of line when he was behaving like that last year. It was totally bizarre, in my opinion, to the point where I wondered if this was part of an even larger, like a big. I mean, if you think uh, the way I do sometimes, which is uh, that that we really are being put Uh, There's a really a show being put on for us that it gets it, it that we have virtually no control that the powers that be own all the candidates. You could never get ahead and survive if you weren't willing to pay play ball, specifically in this case, bomb Syria. I think that was the number one thing. And there's lots of other stuff, too. That uh, so with the Comey thing, I actually wondered if this if there was such a giant psyop that he was put in place solely for this role. And I looked and I thought to myself, let me trace back when email gate really started, which I remember because I talked about it at the time. It was when Guccifer first revealed some Sydney Blumenthal emails, which had. Hillary's email server address on there. So that was the big reveal. It didn't get any information out there at the time, but that's when it started. That was in March of 2013, and Comey was put in place in September of 2013. Now, I don't know if there's any significance to that, but I I intentionally looked back to see if EmailGate and Comey started... Uh, you know, made the public scene at the same time, and they did. So I will go—I I am really far down the rabbit hole and think that uh, there are huge implications to this Russia thing, that, that it's really going to lead to um, domestic policy changes, foreign policy changes, possibly war, Cold War. I'm going to tell you the specifics— Uh, probably, let's say, at the top of the hour, because right after the break, I'm going to go to Isaac. So hang on, Isaac, 404-872-0750, 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez, on News 95.5, at AM 750, WSB. 78 is the high today, 62 the low overnight. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate. Heating and air, and I am going to Isaac in Clarkston. Isaac, you're on with Monica.
3: Yes, um, thank you, Monica. Um, I, I'm, I was editor uh, of a quite a big newspaper in Asia. What is happening in America is really pathetic. What New York Times or Washington Post or whoever writing those things, I call it not journalism. I call it purely yellow journalism with enmity. They are doing what they are doing. It is out of the ethics. If I was found in my, when I was editor of my own newspaper, I could fire those journalists, those who continuously practice this yellow journalism.
1: I have a question Uh, for you. Second yeah, get it, finish, finish, and then I'll ask you my question.
3: Go. Okay. Second thing is, Monica, we have my wife's name is also Monica. <laughs> Last election, we all, Monica, me, Patrick, Patricia, we all voted for Donald Trump. But whole of our life, we are Democrats. I even gave money to Democratic Party. I even gave money to Obama in action. But I was really upset when Obama said ISIS is not a problem. That's a very famous statement of Obama, that ISIS is not a problem. And when I found that from the point of Democratic Party they did not do anything, I was really upset, although I was a great supporter of Democratic Party. We voted Donald Trump because We like or do not like. He is speaking something which is true, and true is very bad to digest in America. I know that very well.
1: Well, I think that he did speak a lot of truth on the campaign trail, but I feel like whether intentionally or unintentionally, he's going to be totally derailed. I also think the yellow journalism is not just the animosity from the left, but the uh, deliberately ambiguous reporting on the right. I see this thing as, as a circus that's being generated by left and right, maybe together. Treat at me, at Monica Perez Show.